Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Today is an exciting day for us at Beautiful Imperfection. Emily Norton is here with us today to share her story of faith and how she got to where she is today. Emily, it's good to have you. We're so excited, Lindsay and I both, and I have enjoyed getting to know you, and we have had many conversations in our offices in different places, and so I wanted our audience to have a chance to hear that as well, but let's, let's pray first. God, thank you so much for today. I thank you for Lindsay and for her um, commitment to you and to doing the podcast and to ministering to others. And I thank you for Emily and I pray, God, that you would help her today as she has so many things that are going on. And I pray that you would just calm her heart and her mind and calm all of our hearts and minds and help us to uh, speak clearly and um, just share the things that you have placed upon our heart. And God, I thank you for Emily and her participation and her, um, just the joy that she brings. And I pray that you would just help us today to bring joy to those that are out there, but also uh, that our audience would take away something spiritually that you would talk to them about today. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So if we pretended that we were in my office or your office or somewhere like Panera, like where Lindsay and I That's <laughs> prepare right. all the time. That's my favorite place. And we were sitting in that atmosphere. Oh, wait. We don't have to pretend we we're to. all here. Yay. We are. So it's happening. So uh, Emily, just take it away. And I want to hear um, your story. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, very excited to be here. I listen to it every week, and so awesome. I'm a little starstruck being here, even though oh, I see no. you guys every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I um, became a Christian when I was 16, and but I always grew up in the church, but it was more of like a Sunday routine, kind of something that, you know, it was a chore almost. Mm-hmm. We had to go on a Sunday morning, and afterwards we would go to lunch or we would go to brunch, mm-hmm. and that was the best part. Because right. it's like, okay, we only have to be there for an hour and then we get food. <laughs> and the family time around the table. Exactly. <laughs> and we would never like talk about it afterwards. It was just very much of a, we go, we're seen, we leave. Mm. And I feel like that was my life for so many years. And it wasn't until I got involved in a youth group um, when I was in high school that I was like, oh, this is more, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And I started full disclosure, I started going to this youth group for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and, we've all been there, done that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sometimes that actually turns mm, into what needs to happen in the first Sometimes. place. Exactly. The right reasons. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I went for a boy and I'm just surprised that I was there every week when like I put on a good face. I pretended to have this great relationship with God and I pretended to you know, read my Bible every day. And I pretended that I knew everything in my life was together because that's how I saw everyone else around me. Everyone's Mm -hmm. life was always together. Mm -hmm. And little do they know, an hour ago, I fought with my mom or a day ago, my dad and I got into an argument or my brother and I bickered the entire day. And I just feel like no one else has these issues. It's only me. So I kind of resented church in that way because I was like, well, why are their lives so perfect? And why is mine such a mess, even though I'm a Christian and I come to church as well? So I was in this youth group for this boy. And 
the more I was going, the more I was like listening to everything that was going on. And I was like, oh, this actually makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And the more my heart was getting softened to hearing the gospel and the more I wanted to learn, the more I wanted to be involved. And I started volunteering places where this boy wasn't. And that was like huge because I was like, oh, I'm not just going for him anymore. (laughs) Um, So God used this boy and he didn't even know. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. We never dated. We never like nothing ever came of it. And it was just I think that was a way that God just got me there, got me to where I needed to go. But don't you think, though, a lot of people do that? It's all about the appearance on Sunday mornings. I mean, just check social media. You'll find that out for sure. Yes. But, Mm -hmm. But also, I think. You know, we all think that and growing up, that happened to me too. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be perfect. We had to look perfect. Mm-hmm. We had to be the good girl no matter what and all that. And then, and you knew that there were issues, but you really couldn't share them with anybody because it would mess up the persona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. Yeah. I, it always reminds me of that uh, one Miranda Lambert song where it was like, you have to have your makeup on, your face done, <laughs> oh, your hair yes. done. And it's like, no one can know that you cry. Mm-hmm. Nobody can know that you like you suffer as well. And so I was on like a, not it wasn't a missions trip. It was like a youth retreat and they, you know, they had an altar call and I was so scared to go up there by myself, but I knew like my heart was racing. Like I knew if I don't go up there, I'm going to make a really big mistake. And I went up there, but I didn't want to go up there by myself. So I dragged my best friend at the time. I was like, will you go up there with me? She's like, well, I, I'm already a believer. Like, I already did this. I'm like, I don't care. Can you just come up with me? <laughs> I was like, you can do it again. Take two, exactly. Take <laughs> so um, I went up there and I accepted Christ into my heart when I was 16. And that was like, looking back, I'm not sure. But in the moment, it felt like it was something totally new for my family. I remember texting my mom about it. And my mom was like, so excited. Oh, I, like, that's so exciting that you did that. I'm so proud of you. But to me, I was just kind of like, is she putting on a front? Because I never remember her ever telling me when she came to Christ. Or I never remember like that moment for her. And so it was one of those moments where I was excited, but I was also nervous. Mm-hmm. And so after I accepted Christ, I was 16. And all heck broke loose after that. Like my life went downhill quickly. (laughs) I met another boy and everything revolves around boys in this story. Can you, come on. (laughs) So we'll, we'll We'll leave that for later. Um, I met another boy and it was a, not a good relationship. It was like emotionally abusive and just very, very toxic. And I was talked down to and I was talked bad about and I just really thought like, oh, this is what it is to become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Why is it so hard? Like why everyone else's life was perfect. Why? Mm -hmm. Even though I accepted Christ, why is mine not? Did I not accept Christ? So then I had this whole, am I really a Christian? Am I really a believer kind of moment? And it wasn't until I was about 18, like 17 and a half or 18, where I read the Bible front to back Mm -hmm. because I was so done. I was thinking to myself, why is everything so bad? Why my, I was homeschooled and I was lonely. I was Mm -hmm. depressed. I was anxious. And, but then when I went back to school, I didn't like anyone that I went to school with. Everyone was mean. Everyone Mm -hmm. was like a mean girl. And I, my parents were fighting a lot. I was fighting with both my, my parents. My dad was living in another state for work. We were in the process of moving. It was 
a lot of like really negative things going on at once, a lot of overwhelming things. And so I felt like I had to grow up really, really fast. But also I was really questioning if I really was a Christian Mm -hmm. because I was mad. And looking back, I would always tell people, I had this one friend, his name was Oliver, and he was an atheist, did not believe in anything. And I remember when I read my Bible front to back, I was telling him about it and he was just telling me how stupid it was and how it was a cult and all this sort of stuff. And he was my best friend. And I was like, oh, well, now I'm questioning it even more. Mm -hmm. And so I went through this whole probably six months where I would tell people I didn't believe in God, where I just totally rejected my faith. But in my mind, 24-7, I talked to God, even mm-hmm. though I was trying to tell people that I didn't believe it. But right. I was it was all anger. Why are you letting this happen? Why yeah. is this going? I'm so mad at you. Why are you doing this to me? So I did believe. But at the time, I was like, oh, I just don't believe in anything. Because if this is how it's always going to be, I don't want any part of it. Um, and it was very, like, isolating. Right. Because and that's what Satan likes to do, mm-hmm. right? He yes. likes to isolate us, get us on our own, mm-hmm. make us question everything. Scare us. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes too we also always have this thought that everything is perfect mm-hmm. for whoever says they're a believer yeah. or if you're not a believer or you look at everybody and you just compare to mm-hmm. everyone else. Um but then also I think we do a disservice by not sharing mm-hmm. the kinds of things that you're sharing that we share um, openly here because it's important that people know that we still have issues mm-hmm. when we yeah. become believers, but mm-hmm. we just have someone to go through that with us and help us through that. And then we come out on the better end of it, not to take away from anything of your story, but mm-hmm. just to, to say that, um, cause I don't want to say too much. You go ahead. No, you're good. You're but good. I was just saying that, you know, I feel like in the church, we kind of give that not that not that we mean to, yeah. But we just give that look that if we become a believer, everything. Then just, why why boom. why can't you just like take the next step finger. forward, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it doesn't take all of that away, but it gives us hope and peace and comfort and helps us know what next steps to take. But we're never void of storms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. And that was something that I struggled with for years. I struggled with it for so long where I was wondering why bad things still happen to Christians and why, you know, if we're doing the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're taught to believe in the Bible and to believe in Jesus and he died for our sins. So if we're doing all of the right things, why is it all so, so awful and so bad? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a struggle of mine for years. And I very much isolated myself because I had this kind of sense of abandonment in a weird way of I felt like every good thing in my life always went wrong Mm -hmm. and so I was scared to get close to anyone and I was scared to open up to my parents about things that I was struggling with or I was scared to make new friends and I remember we moved to um Florida we moved here to Florida and I was terrified I was relieved and terrified I was relieved that I got out of the environment that I lived in for so long because I thought my mind was going to start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, if I got in the sun a little more, if mm-hmm. I went to the beach, everything was going to be great. Um, and I would have time to think and really um, just, you know, change my change my understanding on God and the Bible. But it wasn't that easy. I 
got here and I still felt the exact same way. I was in college, of course, when I got here, but I did not want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to stay by myself because I would never let myself down. Now, question for you here, yeah. and I don't. Hopefully, I don't go off track here. But were you still going to church, attending church? Um, how were you at this point in time in your life? I was going to church to prove to myself that there were broken people. Mm. I wanted to go to church to see hurting people, mm. as awful as that sounds. No, I get it. But I wanted to convince myself and to prove to myself that not everyone's perfect and it's not just you. Because mm. right. mm-hmm. I just felt so alone, even though my family struggled and I read the Bible, Jesus mm-hmm. struggled. Yeah. yeah. So many and you people struggle. And- exactly. And I would read the stories in the Bible and I saw all the stories about where people were hurting and where they, were, they struggled. I mean, look at Lot. He lost yeah. everything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm reading it, but I'm not seeing it with my own right. eyes. Yeah, taking it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I kept going to church. I went to different churches. I church hopped. I wasn't a member of any church. I wasn't involved in any church. I went on a Sunday. I sat in the back and I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched people. I saw people raising their hands. I saw people crying. But even when I saw those people who were making that decision to come forward, or if I saw people who I knew were hurting because they were talk about them on the Sunday morning, mm-hmm. I still was like, mm, they're putting on a front. I wouldn't believe it. I could not convince myself that I was not the only one. And so even I, though I was going and I was still, at this rate, I was proclaiming that I was a Christian. I went through that six month period where I didn't go to church. I didn't do anything. And then I finally started going back to church and I was like, okay, I believe in God. I just need him to show me I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Cause I know like we're not alone. Right. We know that, but we don't see anyone around us. So it's hard to like grasp onto don't something. Have any we skin don't. on there. Exactly. It's hard to grasp <laughs> onto something. He doesn't show you every single day. Then mm-hmm. you're like trying to like continue to keep on believing every single day in exactly. that instance too, right? Yes, you know, exactly. Like you want God to be the genie in the bottle. <laughs> All the time. Grant the wishes. Yes. Grant the wishes. <laughs> and um, so when we moved um, to Florida, I started going to um, another church and I went with my dad. My mom and my brother didn't really go all that often, but my dad and I would pretty much go every Sunday, but I made him go with me. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to go by myself. And I'm sure I was this weird college girl that was like, oh, she's going to church with her dad. Like, why is she not going with people her own age? But I did not care because my dad was my best friend. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're going to church today, dad. And we would go. And I think going and having that um, bonding time with my dad was so impactful for my relationship with God. So back of a few years in 2000 and oh, I don't want to botch the date, 17 or 18. Um, my dad um, was in the hospital with some really pretty serious health issues. And I was telling him, you know, if he didn't change his life, he wasn't going to have a relationship with me. He wasn't mm. going to have a relationship with his wife, wasn't going to have a relationship with my brother. He was, he was going to be all alone. Mm-hmm. And that was a really, it was on Valentine's day, February 14th is when it, it happened. Cause I went to go visit him and it was a big turning point for his faith walk. And it was a big turning point for my faith walk because I was like, my dad always said that he was a Christian and now I'm seeing him struggle. Mm. Now I'm seeing all of us struggle in a real way, not with the little, you know, at the time I thought finances or they argued cause they're married or whatever. I was like, those are little issues but he almost died. Mm. And that's when I saw, okay, God saved him for a reason. 
and I'm here having a conversation with him for a reason. And this is real life stuff that's happening. So I know for a fact I'm not alone mm. because all of us were going through it within my family with my dad almost dying. So when we started going to church together, it was we would sit in the front row. We would talk to people. My dad would make it a point to introduce me to people. I would make it a point to introduce him to people. And we were making friends. We were making a community. And it was the first time in my life where I wasn't scared to make friends. Of course, it's always intimidating. You never know mm -hmm. if they're going to like you or if you're dressed the right way or mm -hmm. something like, like that. But it was the first time in my life where I wasn't afraid to open up to people. And as awful as it sounds, my dad and his health issues kind of helped my faith mm -hmm. because it made me believe that there was something better out there because he saved my dad. So um, we started going to this church and then I eventually got a job at this th this church not it's not cross life we'll get there though <laughs> <laughs> well so, you know save the best for last so, exactly exactly <laughs> no just kidding um so i got a job at this church and um my job was um with their small groups and mm -hmm. it was my responsibility to get people connected in a community and i was so passionate about it and i'm still so passionate about small groups to this day because that was the first time i ever felt connected that was the first time I ever felt like I was involved in um, some sort of community where people can struggle together and people can help each other together. And then I, my mindset changed from I want to watch people struggle be, so I know I'm not alone to I want to watch people s succeed and I want their lives to be better so we can all celebrate together. Mm. And so that was... That was a really cool turning point for me where I I felt a lot more encouraged because awesome. I wasn't always focusing on the bad. Yeah. So can you pick up there for a number two podcast? I can. And, I so can. this would be a really good place <laughs> for us to stop. And I want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I think it's so interesting how God takes the things mm -hmm. that were the what you felt like were the weak, weakest points of your life and mm -hmm. Meeting other people and communicating with other people, and now you're He's to use in you. the middle of communications and talking mm -hmm. to other people in all that in small groups and meeting people and mm -hmm. how God changed your whole mindset. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So stay with us. You don't want to miss next week. Thanks, Emily, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day -day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying the sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.